0: All right. I think the simplest way to explain it is that the minister's housing allowance exclusion allows housing allowances paid to ministers by their churches to be excluded from taxation, to be excluded from their gross income. Okay. Well, why why does that matter? The reality is pastors and churches across the nation rely on this tax benefit to keep their doors open. Many of them do, particularly those in smaller Poor and rural communities rely on this tax benefit from the government in order to ensure that their pastors are able to make ends meet, put food on the table, keep their doors open, not have to take part-time and additional jobs and so forth.
1: And this is not something new, right? I mean, this has been a long-standing practice.
0: Sure. So uh, this is a practice that has dated back to our nation's founding, um, back to the beginning of the tax code. We have exempted um, religious exercise in this way, and it's not been a problem. It's, it's actually um, charted a, a nice, neutral uh, neutral way forward um, between taxation and entanglement with the government, and then allowing religious exercise really to flourish free of government entanglement.
1: Christiana, it seems like I remember this being challenged some years ago by an atheist group, um, and they ruled in favor of them, but then it was later overturned. Now, is this the same group that's doing this again?
0: That's exactly right. So, a few years back, Freedom From Religion Foundation, which is an activist, atheist organization, challenged the minister's housing allowance as unconstitutional. It claimed that it established religion in violation of the First Amendment. Um, they went to a, a favorable federal district court judge who struck down the exclusion as unconstitutional, went up to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, um, who, who kicked the case out. They said that Freedom From Religion Foundation didn't have what was technically called standing in order right. to bring the challenge. Right. Well, Freedom From Religion Foundation, in the, in the intervening couple of years, has done their homework, and they're back in court again. This activist atheist organization trying to strike down the housing allowance exclusion, which, again, hundreds of thousands of pastors across the country rely right. on.
1: And so this time, didn't I hear it's the same judge, right, that ruled in their favor the first time, has now... Um ruled the housing allowance unconstitutional again. So what makes that ruling different this time around?
0: Well, you're exactly right. Um, Judge Crabb, who, by the way, also struck down under God as violating the Establishment Clause, um, again declared the minister's housing allowance to violate the Establishment Clause. Um, and that, that case is up on appeal. The problem is, It doesn't. The Establishment Clause does not require that the government treat religious organizations worse than other employers, and there are numerous, if not hundreds, of employers in the tax code that receive this benefit called the the Convenience of the Employer Doctrine which basically says that if an employer provides housing that benefits the employer, um, then that is considered to be excluded from taxable income. And that's exactly what we have going here. Ministers use their homes for the advancement of the gospel, for the advancement Mm -hmm. of their religious mission. And they use it for Bible studies, for counseling, and so on and so forth, any number of religious activities. And so what Congress has done is, is looked at ministers. Ministers and their housing situation said, yes, this fits under the convenience of the employer doctrine, just like all of these other uh, entities that receive this benefit, like hotel managers and, and sailors and museum directors right, right. and teachers and so on, you know, there's, there's a list. And Congress has also said, look, it requires less entanglement of the government with religion for us to simply exempt the housing allowance paid to ministers. That means that the government doesn't have to come in and and analyze what part of the House is being used for religious purposes or secular purposes. Mm -hmm. That would be truly government entanglement with religion. That would violate the Establishment Clause. But no, instead, Congress has taken uh, a very midline approach and said we're just going to exempt the housing allowance paid to ministers of the gospel. Just as I mentioned earlier, pastors across the nation really do rely on this to keep their doors open. Right.
1: So where is this case now, and what are we waiting for, and what can we as the Church be praying about?
0: Sure. Well, the case is now pending before the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. So, as I mentioned a moment before, the federal district judge in Wisconsin struck down the minister's housing allowance as unconstitutional under the Establishment Clause. That case is now on appeal at the Seventh Circuit, and the federal government um, the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty and numerous allies like Alliance Defending Freedom um, have filed briefs with the court to advocate for the constitutionality of the minister's housing allowance. In fact, ADF had the privilege of filing a brief last week with that court on behalf of over 8,900 pastors and churches across the country who are deeply concerned about the ramifications of this case. Um, As far as where where it goes from here, um, we're waiting on Freedom From Religion Foundation, uh, the plaintiffs in this case, to file their briefing, and then it will be presented for oral argument before that court. So I just encourage all of your listeners to be in prayer for the judges as they consider this case. Um, It certainly would have major ramifications for pastors and their churches across the nation if the Seventh Circuit were to strike down the minister's housing allowance.
1: So it seems to me that in smaller churches and in poorer communities, uh, this would have the biggest impact. In in other words, it would would impact the churches who can least afford it.
0: You're exactly right. You know, pastors and churches make such an incalculable difference to their communities, and particularly to the poorest and the neediest in their communities, and it's commonly um, the the demographic and the geographic areas that they target, right? They want to be there for those who are vulnerable and poor and unable to, to help themselves. What that commonly means, though, is that their church congregations are not able to pay them a robust salary. So these pastors who are laying down their lives for their congregation really rely on this housing allowance to help make ends meet. You know, many of them have to take out part-time jobs in order to keep food on the table and and lights on in their homes. Uh, it would be particularly devastating to the poorest and the neediest communities if the court were to strike down the minister's housing allowance.
1: Well, those are the communities that would be struck worse, right? Be impacted the most, yeah.
0: Well, Christiana, Absolutely. thank you for they're the least able to.
1: Christiana, <laughs> thank sorry, you. Sorry, just for... commenting.
0: They're the least yeah. able to to handle that type of that type of situation. Yeah. Right.
1: All right. Well, we appreciate you so much, and uh, thanks for the time to explain all this to us. We'll be in prayer about that, and if there's anything else we could do, give us a call back, okay?
0: My pleasure. I appreciate your time. All right, that worked great.
1: Uh, We'll make some edits, get that on the air tomorrow morning, and uh, thank you again.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate your interest in the case.
1: All right. Have a good day.
0: All right. Bye-bye.